The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor of Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, FightfulMMA.com here for the NXT TakeOver Post Show. At the end of this, I will also talk briefly about uh, New Japan, uh, beginning, new beginning in Sapporo. I did my match ratings for the top matches on that. Those are over at Fightful.com. You can get my match ratings after every Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-view, big shows like that. Uh, I do those all the time, and we do these post shows after Raw, SmackDown, pay-per-views. Uh, also on the MMA side, obviously I can't right now. We got the UFC Charlotte wrap up that I will hopefully do tonight, maybe tomorrow. But lots of stuff over at Fightful.com. We've broken a ton of stories. Did a lot of work on the Enzo Amore thing this week. But we have exclusives like every single day, whether it's uh, photos, videos, interviews, things like that. So if you haven't checked it out, go do that. Make it your new pro wrestling news destination. And of course, we have all your news for MMA and boxing as well. NXT TakeOver, though. Man, this was uh, some kind of show. I am joined by Alex Pawlowski. Alex? What's up? Uh, to, tonight marks the anniversary, the one-year anniversary of me hosting um, NXT TakeOver post-show uh, for the Rumble last year since you were gone. Uh, with my Also known as the night that wrestling died part three because you <laughs> hosted. Yes, yeah, true. Uh, no, but uh, my... Uh, my wife and daughter were still in the hospital after my wife giving birth. Yeah. Uh, today we had uh, we had my my daughter's first birthday party. And happy I, birthday! Yeah, happy birthday, little Rosie. And I, I raced home, and I actually had to catch up. So I was watching on my computer the tag match while watching Ono and Dream, just going back and forth, and that was crazy and oh, yeah. pretty awesome actually. So uh, what's yeah. what's your kid's middle name? Alice. I was going to say, you ha- it has to be some sort of Allah something. we yeah, got to have a Palowski the fifth. Technically, I guess you could yeah, say, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, come on, we had to do that. I'm also joined by Anna Bauer. You can see her on EPW. They are doing all kinds of great stuff. Anna, what's up? <sighs> that was... Uh, I'm it was good. good. It was I'm, good stuff. I'm good, yeah. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. We had this pre-show. Samoa Joe joins the panel. I really liked him on this panel. Uh, he was a human being. He didn't ham it up. There was like one instance where he kind of picked on Sam Roberts, but you know, why not? Just why not? Uh, he lended credibility to the panel without hamming it up. I like when Sam Roberts threw to him and referenced Shayna Baszler's MMA background because you know Samoa Joe integrates a lot of that into his offense, so I thought that was good on both parts. Sad news, though. Nigel McGinnis was not there. That's sad. But I will say, uh, as much crap as I give Percy Watson, I will give him plenty on this show. I didn't think he did that bad. I thought that Morrow carried quite a bit of this show very well. I love the video packages they did for Shayna Baszler and Ember Moon. Um, Also, my uh, other note for the pre-show, I don't think anybody has ever said, you see to me in casual conversation, but I see it in every single pro wrestling conversation let's talk about the debuts in the crowd while we just kick this off war machine uh as of right now they have that war machine name now that doesn't necessarily mean that they will keep it i don't know if they will or not but you know there is a man in prison for raping and assaulting a woman by the name of war machine who is known within the combat uh, sports world but i think more than anything there's the marvel issue now i don't know of any uh, of what the trademarks may be that Marvel may hold with War Machine, but that could cause a concern. But 
Alex, what do you think they'll do? Do you think they'll retain that name? Um, I mean, it's catchy, and it certainly fits their gimmick, but their gimmick is basically Killian Dane times two. You know, like it's the same basic idea. So I don't know how they're going to wind up doing stuff. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. I, I love what they do in the ring. I don't care what they call themselves. You know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. They'll they'll figure out something catchy to call them if they don't call them War Machine. I don't. I I won't weep for them losing that name the way call I will. Bill and Ted for all I care. Yeah, exactly. Ricochet is also in the crowd, so it looks like he'll be going through NXT despite or even in spite of the Endo Amore situation and the title being abdicated. No rush for a call up there. Uh, Anna, what are you expecting out of Ricochet in NXT? Because this seems like a Definitely an environment in which he will thrive. Yeah, there are so many competitors for him. I mean, it is it is surprising that they don't bring him straight to 205 at this point. Possibly his stay in NXT will be short. Um, but personally, I kind of hope that it isn't because NXT seems to be the place to be and the place where you can actually have the freedom to do more or less what you want than main roster, so... Can I get a best of seven with him and Almas and a, and a best of 75 with him and Gargano? At this point, you could match up so many different people. Just I mean, pick him out so of the hat in this people. NXT roster. I will say, yeah. though, um, that if they change his name from Ricochet, that I will be upset about because that's that's him. He bounces all over <laughs> the ring, and, and if, he, if he bounces at you the wrong way, he'll kill you. Um, also, is there ever a dude – with with an actual name less fitting for what he does in the ring than Trevor Man. Yeah. Um, yeah Trevor. He he may face the same issue. There's also a Marvel character named Ricochet that That's might be true. trademarked. That's true. So and no rapist, um, though we're onto something good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also EC3, you all may have seen about a half an hour before he debuted. I posted a little gif of him. Uh he will be uh, premiering on the NXT brand. Very cool. Uh, he got a great ovation. You know, a lot of people wondered, will anybody know who he is? Because he came into TNA in a time where people just did not watch the show. But it's very clear that he has transcended whatever failures they have had as, as it pertains to an audience. And, oh, what do you see out of, uh, out of EC3? Because he doesn't necessarily fit the mold of a lot of guys in NXT right now. He's not you know, known as like the high spot guy. He's not known as the super fast pace guy, but uh, maybe he can offer a little bit of a different change of pace. Yeah, and I think that's why it's perfect for him at this point. Um, again, he's another one where I don't know how long he'll stay down here for whenever the next soup shake is, I'm guessing after WrestleMania. But it's, I guess, um, Sonya Deville was kind of the entry point and then Shayna Baszler just next leveled that style. But there was not one really like her before um, she stepped into the division. So I think EC3 can do something like that, and that would be awesome. Alex, he's oh. keeping his name, uh, but <laughs> he gained a space. Yes, he did. EC. Well, I got to ask you. You're the expert on this matter. Yeah. You are AP4. I am. I am AP space 4. So you um, use the space. You embrace the space. I do embrace the space. Otherwise, it looks weird because then if you use Roman numerals, it looks like APIV. And that's not <laughs> that's good. True. Uh, so, yeah. No, I'm, I wonder People how many of these fans... People think it's some sort of STD. Fans, yeah. Uh, I wonder how many of these fans remember Derek Bateman. You know what I mean? And, and it's kind of a homecoming for him. Like, he, he was here... Uh, he did some fun stuff while he was a part of NXT, like in the early stages of NXT, and then he left. And I was coming back to like the like NXT. Let's be honest, like they're on a they're they're killing it right now. So like you're joining one of the top divisions in 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 the sport. So I want to see what he does with that because he can carry a promo like very few guys in NXT can. Mm-hmm. So he can be he can make a feud by the what he's able to carry in that as opposed to the guys who may not be as charismatic on the mic but can do way more high spots than he can. The, you can balance out a few that way. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with him. Yeah, I think that Drew Gulak has adopted a little bit of the EC3 like delivery style, which I think has helped wonders. Now, I don't know if his visa issues are cleared up yet or, or whatever, but I mean, it's very likely that Rockstar Spud will be under WWE contract or is under WWE contract. He and EC3, and they have done nothing but great things together. I encourage everybody to go back and watch 
the match they had together in England when EC3 had a brace on from like his shoulder to his wrist had a torn bicep and still worked the match and just just a fantastic heel work from EC3 great babyface stuff from Rockstar Spud it's good to see that WWE got over the <clears throat> TNA affliction they had that, that kept them away from signing people that were there because EC3 is a guy who uh, definitely worth giving another shot. So let's get into this, this card. Started off with Undisputed Era defeating the Authors of Pain with Paul Ellering for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Anna, this was a little different seeing the Authors of Pain work from underneath, but they did it and I bought it. And God, I thought that Occam sold that leg really, really well. And when you had the stiff offense and the, the type of submissions that Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly had, it it just worked really well. And I mean, this lived up to it after I had watched Minoru Suzuki just tear Hiroshi Tanahashi's legs to shred this morning. And so, And it still worked. And maybe it was a little similar to that, but I would say that 95% of the people watching this didn't see that earlier. So I don't think that had any effect, but I love the way that this dynamic went, Anna. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of matches where you work over a body part because I find that they can get quite labored. But the way that they did it, it was fast. It wasn't labored and it was like incidentals within a bigger attack. So it didn't solely become about destroying this dude's leg. Um, Those two, the Undisputed Era is so impressive. Um, I've seen bits and pieces of them from the indies, but this is just, I'm so glad that they're now here and with the platform to show this kind of work. Um, AOP, as you may remember, I wasn't the biggest fan in the beginning. Um, they were green. St- I mean, they still are green, but every time they yeah, get a now, like this, they deliver. Exactly. Now it seems like they found their place. They are the strong men, but it's like every time they ju- they jump into a ring and a pay-per-view, the leash comes off and they just go out to destroy. It's to the point where I was questioning, do you think Ellering took Arkham out back and shot him because he um, hurt himself? Like a <laughs> yeah. He is the um, Michael Vick of WWE managers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Like in his backyard, there's just... 300 pound pro wrestler bodies that he's just been like you're you're no good anymore <laughs> you're done you know that that man ironically that man used to race in iditarod races with like the huskies and shit paul ellering did he's a, he's a legend uh the thing about authors of pain that, that i really like is they're able to speed it up and work like like undisputed era and undisputed era <laughs> are able to grab Occam and Rezar and like suplex them if they want. Like they can seamlessly transition out of each other's mm-hmm. styles. Now, Bobby Fish at, did an explosive suplex on Rezar. Yeah. That's it's insane. Like years ago, WWE's pushing Kenzo Suzuki and Luther Reigns and like a Mark Jindrak would have thrived in this situation, but they had all these big giant guys who couldn't do anything. If they would have had these two guys back then, well, one, I wonder if they would have had the motivation to improve. So they just would have either gotten this way or left but like man they would have killed to have these two guys back then and um i just thought the clash of styles was really good the the crowd was hot being able to be carried even or not even carried hold your own like this for as young in the wrestling game as these two are it's it's pretty impressive alex what did you think of this match um i uh yeah i give i give authors of pain all the credit in the world because when I first saw these two guys, I was like, what? This is just these two giant dudes in SWAT outfits, and they're vaguely ethnic. Like, you don't really know what they are. They're just not from here. And they would yell things in a foreign language. I was like, oh, well, there your, your heels are. Um, and I thought, okay, fine. They're big and everything. And they throw dudes around. Okay, but fine. And, um, and every match they've had at a takeover, they've improved. Um, like, if you think about the idea of one of them selling limb damage for the entire match and finally tagging in his partner who just goes nuts and, like, su- like fall away slam while he does a Samoan drop, all that kind of stuff. Like, if you think about what they were when they started and thinking about what this was tonight, you're like, there's no way they're ever going to get to that point. But 
to their credit, they learned from the likes of, of having programs with TM61, DIY, The Revival, now uh, Undisputed Era, Sanity, all these guys who are consummate professionals who can say, hey, kid, if you're willing to learn, I'll teach you some shit. And it was these, these guys have, have had excellent matches with all of those teams, and it's not like they were being carried through all of them. They did their work, and they did it well. And now I am, wait, I am ready for them to, today, to debut on Raw, if not tomorrow, and start wrecking stuff on Raw's tag di- division because Raw's tag division sorely needs a team like this. And my God, I'm salivating at Jason Jordan and Seth Rollins breaking up because these two guys came in yep. and stole their cookies. Because this is going to be really, really great. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, I, I don't think you can be carried through that many consecutive matches nope. like like that. And the, this is a team that, you know, that Vince McMahon will just salivate at the idea of breaking them up one day and going with the singles. <laughs> in my opinion, yeah. try to let, and not just because Ellering's with them, let them try to be the new Road Warriors. And if one of them shows something that says, okay, maybe we should break them up, then do it. But like, remember when they broke up the heart dynasty? Like there was no reason. Like why, why'd you do that? So Natty could fart. You could fire Harry Smith and TJ could eventually team up with somebody else. Like there was no reason. So I hope that, that that doesn't, that they don't get that type of treatment. Undisputed error. We're just awesome here per usual. Kyle O'Reilly, one of my favorite, in the world to watch. He is just unbelievable. He hurricane run is out of a super collider and wins after uh, AOP run into each other. Occam had this like murderous period where he did, did like a capture suplex and a buckle bomb and his knees in the corner were real good. Uh, this was just a plus. And, you know, I'm sure that Bobby fish and Kyle O'Reilly like having a guy who has experience in Bellator MMA to go toe to toe with like, chain wrestling and doing stuff like that just awesome stuff and i remember when the talking point like six months into the performance center was and eh, the performance center hasn't created anybody huh <laughs> like, like like they could just whip them out in six months and now you got like charlotte alexa bliss authors of pain chad gable just so many like people in a short amount of time that have that have exploded so kudos there anna anything else on this before we move along just the number of lives on Fish and O'Reilly is so impressive. They yeah. were killed and came back so many times. But even their selling was differentiated enough that it's it's not like, okay, little guys are being killed again. It's Bobby Fish is, you know, complaining loudly to the audience of like, oh, God, oh, God, no. And then Kyle O'Reilly is actually just, he knows he's about to die every single time. And it just little things like that makes a match so much more amusing. And it isn't just painful to watch these two guys that you really like being killed over and over again. Here's an interesting question posed by Mike Straw, writer for Fightful. When the authors of pain go to the main roster, does Ellering go with them? Because the thing is, I can't imagine them without a mouthpiece. Like they, they really should have one. They, I, I do think that they need one, but I don't know if he does that type of travel schedule. Uh, Alex, what do you think? Uh, I think they could be awesome heaters for some heel smaller guy. You know, like you could totally or 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 a guy you could. Ha- oh, here's what you could do. I don't know how long Samoa Joe's going to be out. Have a Samoa Joe say come in and say, "Hey, I brought some buddies. They're going to take yeah. you out." You know, John Cena or Roman or whoever that Samoa Joe is is up anti. You know, like not that Samoa Joe can't handle his own problems, but if if he comes in with these two dudes. I mean, like, you could do a lot of stuff with a guy who can do the mic work for them. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff you could do there. But yeah, I thought I, that should have been the trio that motivated the Shield return. Yeah, there you go. Noah Joe and the Authors of Pain. Anna, any thoughts on uh, that one, Ellering up to the main roster with them? Can you imagine if Heyman decided to bring AOP as Lesnar's lackeys? <laughs> Just or, like, we'll teach you. We'll, we'll give you some experience. And then they just kill every single person on that roster. Or he, or that's I mean, that Braun takes out Brock in some, in some way or something like that. And that's Paul Heyman's backup to bring mm-hmm. those two guys in to take out Braun before, before the match tomorrow. These are his new recruits. He, they take out Braun and now it's just Brock versus Kane. It's over in five minutes. 
And that's what gives Braun the motivation to try and come in and win the Royal Rumble. There's a lot of fun things you could do, but they probably sure. won't do any of those things. Yeah. <laughs> Up next, Velveteen Dream defeated Cassius Ono. Again, guys, my match ratings are over on Fightful.com right now. Velveteen Dream was white hot. He had said that he could beat Cassius Ono in under 30 seconds. It almost did. Knocked him out cold. He was wearing hilarious boxing gear. This guy, just everything about him is a little bit different. His posture, like, for lack of a better term, he <laughs> runs around erect all the time. Maybe, maybe there is no better term than that. Uh, he bumps a little bit different. He's like a tiny bit pigeon-toed, but has excellent footwork. It's it's such a weird, like, he bumps different. Like, And the one thing I love about it, as I tweeted, was that he's so unorthodox and unpredictable that sometimes WWE production can't keep up with him and just says, to hell with it, we're not going to zoom in on any of his offense because we don't know what he's throwing and when he's throwing it. Uh, ono hit a nice release orange crush. Uh, there was He kind of crapped the bed taking dreams finish like he i don't think he's as nimble or as light as he thinks he is cassius ono because when he got up on uh dream's shoulders he went in a little too hot and that messed up too it got really 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 sloppy at the end but i mean even after the end after like the purple rainmaker the elbow drop the crowd was still super hot for velveteen dream like they didn't give a damn that they, they messed up towards the end as far as a match goes wasn't my cup of tea, but as far as the crowd reaction went and the character and what Velveteen Dream has been able to accomplish at 22 years old, uh, that's that's promising. Uh, Alex, what did you think from uh, a match perspective? Yeah, it got sloppy. Things weren't weren't executed well. Um, I think it's just just a lot of it was was Dream saying, "Yeah, no, 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 just jump jump on my back, and I'll I'll give you my little cartwheel thing." I was like, "Oh, that didn't work." Um, for whatever reason. Um, but yeah, you're right. This, this, he's something special. Um, 22 is a baby. Like he's got so much more to grow and do and change. And just, I mean, I I, I don't even know. Like you don't even hit your prime until you're 32, 33, 34. 19 on tough enough. This guy was just, it's just insane. Like what, where he could go, you know what I mean? So, you know, barring, you know, the horrible catastrophic injury or whatever, but I, I, I can't believe he made this gimmick work, A. And B, he's way better in the ring than I ever thought he was going to be. I, I'm, I, I'm super psyched to see what 2018, 2019, 2020 holds for this guy. Like, he's, he's only going to get better. And that's that's scary considering how good he is right now. Isn't it amazing that he had time before he came to WWE to be a tag team champion somewhere with Leo Rush? Yeah, like that's yeah. crazy. And they're both like they're both like twelve years old. Uh, <laughs> so uh, this guy, it's just like you said, can't believe he made this work. Anna, I mean, this, this he was handed just a steaming sack of shit, and he put it through a filtration system. And somehow a diamond like made it through all of that. Now you've, I'm sure you've been giving given a few acting roles in your day that you looked at and you're like, oh well, this, this. How do you make the best out of something like that when it's very clear that it's garbage to begin with? Well, there are a lot of roles like that, um, but you try your best to find the humanity in them and turn crap into something three-dimensional um turns are it, 3d yeah yes good point but you know you give it a name you put glasses on it you give it an income and a mortgage and all that kind of stuff make it a person make people feel for them um i remember seeing this guy back at nxt in australia in 2016 when this gimmick was just beginning and even then, the crowd didn't really know what to make of him, but he, by the end of it, had them in his palm. And this guy, like, I, I did, I really enjoyed this match. And hats off to Ono as well. There was a spine buster on Ono from Velveteen Dream that was set up perfectly from Ono. And that that's, you know, as much praise as we're giving Velveteen Dream, this was, <laughs> hats off to both of them. Yeah, there were some glitches, but... 
it's live wrestling. Um, my only, okay, two issues, I guess. I just wish that, because Velveteen Dream's entrance was awesome. It was the kinkiness that boxing needs. But I kind of wish that Ono then came out with the same entrance just to try and one-up him. <laughs> um, but my real gripe, not a gripe, it's more with someone like Velveteen Dream, he his character is like he can deliver in ring. We've seen that. We know we can do this. But when you have someone like this who can do that kind of a magic with a simple story as Say My Name, capitalize on that. You know, the next program should be built more than this. It should give him more substance to be able to work with. So when it comes to actually the next pay-per-view, there is just so much more there for them to play with. That's my only thing. Yeah, Cassie uh, Sono is like kind of where, where Tyler Breeze was and where Ty mm-hmm. Dillinger was. He's he's there to lose on, on these shows and stuff, and I think he does that well. The match I thought was below average, but man, that that crowd reaction brought it brought it up in my estimation. I do want to say that that um I guess he was dinged up after his match with Alistair Black, uh, which is why he wasn't in that in that tournament. Um, a lot of people were. A lot of people came out of that pay per view hurt. Yeah. Like so, yeah. Like I, I think Wolf is still hurt. You know what I mean? Like that's why the sanity. Is no, he's he's back. He's back I, now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is, um, they realized what they had in him after that match with Black, and they knew they couldn't use him for the for the for the tournament like they wanted to. So they said. When you're healthy in a couple of months, you're going to come back and have this amazing match with Johnny Gargano for the num- for NXT number one contendership. Then we're going to somehow manufacture out of out of nothing a match with you and Cassius Ono, who's one of our best hands. And we're going to make sure we get you on that takeover card, come hell or high water, because we got to ride this thing right now. And that, to their credit and to his credit, they they took something that was nothing. And turned it into a you know fun little bit. It, it wasn't as great of a match as it was last time, but they made sure they got this guy on the card. You know, Roddy Strong's not on the card. There's a lot of guys who are, who have been really good for the last few months who were not on the card. This guy got on the card. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, and Triple H went out of his way to even announce it the other day. He was because you know they could have left it a question mark there, but they put him on there and right move because he is super over. Just super over. NXT Women's Championship. Ember Moon defeated Shayna Baszler. They, like I said on Twitter, they've turned Shayna like into Macaulay Culkin's character in The Good Son. She has no heart at all. Like she just is cold and calculated. They did the boxing entrance for Baszler where they start from the back. Uh, super awesome. She also has not aged since the first time I've seen her fight. Um, It's just... It fits there. There's a certain like you can you can tell when somebody's a real badass and when they're playing badass, and especially like I've seen a lot of wrestlers who try to play this gimmick, and they they're playing the gimmick. Shayna Baszler is this. This is what she's done for 15 years. I mean, she helped usher in women's MMA. So it's not a playing thing for her. So when she does it, I'm just like man. And and as I said on Twitter. There's a certain aura about a pro wrestling match when you know it's a work, but you know that one person has the other's life in their hands if they so choose. Like, if Shayna Baszler wants to end that at any certain point, she can. Like, that's just, she's able to. The Baszler arm breaker, man, that is an instant way of getting me to buy, okay, this person's at a disadvantage, hot dog. Ember Moon hit that eclipse with her bad arm, and I thought that was just such a great moment. Ember Moon, outside of the armbar cell that I'll talk about in a minute, her selling was was really, really incredible during this. Anna, uh, what stood out to you most in this match between these two? Because we had a very young and pro wrestling from a WWE aspect, Shayna Baszler, against a woman who uh, has struggled on the mic in Ember Moon, but in the ring always delivers. I love this match because it's so different to what we've seen from this division. And, yeah, she is young to pro wrestling, but I think we're at a point with pro wrestling that so many different styles have now been accepted as, okay, well, it's not just muscle men beating each other up anymore, that this is completely acceptable. 
Um, it's sports entertainment. This was entertaining as hell. So I, I loved it. I've loved the build as well of Shayna Baszler. The, um, the, the part that we saw where she stepped into the training session and choked the chick out and then, yeah, what she did to Dakota Kai's arm was awesome. And this whole thing is just, she's like, it's the same thing as, you know, as I said before, I'm not a big fan of working over a body part, but with her, it's, I call it the Ron Swanson, April Ludgate effect from Parks and Rec. They are so miserable a person, but they take so much glee and joy in being miserable. And that's kind of like Shayna Baszler. She just, she's like a little kid on the sidewalk dissecting a bug, just mm. having so much fun. And that in turn is so much fun to watch her destroy these people. That finish was incredible. I, I, yeah, I really like this match. Um, I'm trying to get my head together. Um, yeah, my, okay, my two gripes again. Um, I love the continuous drop kicks from Moon, but then she went and posed with her back to Baszler. And I know it's only the start of the match and all that kind of... It's stupid. Yeah, it's just like gleaming holes in logic when it comes to this stuff. Natty does it all the time on the main roster. I hate it. Like, she'll she'll knock somebody down and she'll pose like this. Yeah, but that's the point with Natty now. It's like, well, I just expect that that's just her character. She's not very smart. Whereas Ember Moon, you kind of expect more from her. She's very savvy in the ring. Yeah, and then the second point was um the the um selling that I'm sure you'll get to in a minute. Yeah, I will. Uh, Baszler kicked the crap out of Moon with with a few hard kicks, and then uh, Moon did the same. But ha- I think Moon has one of the best suicide dives in WWE. She goes full speed. She she always hits it perfectly. Later on, Baszler applies an arm bar after the medical team checks on Ember. Now. Good for the ref, I want to say, for checking on the shoulders of Ember all the time throughout this. You're not supposed to sell that straight, at least if you wanted to make any sense. That is elbow dislocation that long. like, And I'm sure that Shayna feels the same way, knowing, knowing where she got her training from. You just don't do that. You sell it in a different way to make it look like it's almost in, but it's not in. Otherwise, you make somebody's technique look kind of shitty, like Shayna Baszler. Uh, chain of Baszler's because you, you just can't survive an arm bar that long without having your elbow socket just dislocated and ripped out. Other than that, I felt that Ember Moon's selling was very good. She would roll up Baszler for the pin after the match. Baszler choked out Ember Moon and Percy Watson's like, she's trying to end Ember Moon's career. And I'm like, bro, it's a rear naked choke. It is not that serious. She'll wake up and she'll wake up briefly unless Baszler keeps it on for two and a half minutes. Then she's going to be on investigation discovery in a couple of years or something uh alex this match i thought it was exceptional outside of that one little qualm i i, I loved it i thought that the, the dynamic was excellent between these two and if ember moon can trans like basically translate the type of emotion she conveys in the ring to on the mic i think she's gonna make just just be unbelievable in the future yeah um uh... I, I love Evermoon. I loved. I've I've loved her since she debuted, um, and um, she's fantastic in the ring. I think she's going to get better on the mic. Um, I'm I'm happy she's the champ. Shayna Baszler is my favorite character in NXT right now. Um, she. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. There's something so interesting about her motivations. Like, uh, she was unstoppable in the in the 
Mae Young Classic until she came up against Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane uh, got her lucky with the ribs and then worked on them and then hit the elbow on the ribs and she was out and she she got pinned and she lost. And that you, you if you extrapolate from there to when she comes back and chokes out Kyrie Sane for the first time she's on NXT TV, you can it feels like that ate at her. Like that she lost to Kyrie Sane because because her ribs got hurt and she knows she's better than Kyrie Sane. So she comes out, she takes her out immediately. I'm done. Now who's the big fish I can go after to further prove that I'm the baddest bitch in this division? And she goes after everybody to like just just go ever everybody like this. But all it is, it's a draw out Ember Moon so she can take out Ember Moon. And she had her and she knew she had her. And then she lost on a lucky roll-up, she thinks. So she's sitting there in the corner. She's got her head in her hands. And she's like, no, I can't, I can't believe I lost. And there's this, there's this moment where she like she's doubting herself. And then she says, nope, I'm going to squash that right now. And she leaves, gets out of the ring, and goes and chokes her out. Like, there's this really cool thing where, like, Shada Baszler, it feels like her own worst enemy is her own self-doubt. And she tries to fight against that so hard. And that's what she, that's her the, the motivation behind this bully character is that she thinks somehow in the back of her head that she's not quite good enough. So to prove that to herself and everyone else, she overextends herself and really tries to hurt people. It's a very cool character and like nothing that I've seen as, as far in any women's division. I am really, really interested in where she goes with this because I, I, I loved like her all of her, her persona in the ring. It reminds me of Pete Dunne. And like the best, the best actors steal from the best. And she's stealing a lot of that, that from Pete Dunne of the stomp on your arm, look at the crowd and go, what, what, you know, like it's, a, I'm just, you know, I'm just in here. This, hey, she, if she can't hang with me, she shouldn't be in the ring with me. Like it's a really cool thing that she's doing. And I, I love everything about it. And it's, it's going to be her time and it may be her time by the next tech takeover. She's she's really really good, and that's why I have good actors on my shows, guys. They can break down stuff like that. I thought this was good stuff all around. Just just really really good, especially for somebody. I say young in pro wrestling, Shayna Baszler, but I mean, I mean, I know who she trained with. I trained with her trainer, and my trainers have trained with her other trainers, like. I know what type of stuff that she's done, so it's hard to say that she's new to pro wrestling when she was taking bumps a decade ago in her catch wrestling training. But, man, this this combination was really good, and Ember Moon just keeps keeps on delivering in the ring. Extreme Rules match. Aleister Black defeated Adam Cole. Aleister Black, just, you know, his entrance is awesome, one of the best in the world. I believe everything that he does. I I just... He throws a kick. I believe it could knock anybody out or give him the old pant shitter, as we call it, the kick to the liver. They're going to double over in about a second and a half, and that's it. I believe it every single time. Black gets caught in the middle of a lion salt with a kendo stick. Then Cole brings it across Black's teeth, hits a, hits a backstabber. There were like nine camera cuts while Cole stomped on Black. Then there was this really cool like electric chair, not an electric chair drop, more like an electric chair heave into a ladder that Cole slid down on his back and sold with his ass up in the air. <laughs> like he was sick at the hospital having to get a suppository. It was really great. A fireman's carry drop onto two chairs, which, okay, so when I say two chairs, I don't mean like with the ass of the chair up against each other. No, no, no. The top of the chair put together yeah on top of the very lip of it ow that sucks there is a sick knee to the face of cole through a chair then undisputed era interfere and attack black sanity evens the odds uh, killian dane does a, a dive to the outside onto everybody then we come back and alistair black hits the meteora on adam cole through the announce table then uh adam cole catches him with a super kick but Aleister Black lands Black Mass for the win. Thought this was a good match, solid. Man, Adam Cole, he's he's not getting the super push that I thought he would, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, I think he's going to be just as over in getting beaten by Aleister Black as he would have anyway. Alex, your, your thoughts on this one? 
this this I was watching this match going, wow. Gosh, isn't that amazing that Aleister Black against two wildly different opponents had the best match of the t- of the last two takeovers? Oh, wait, I forgot. There's going to be this thing that's happening next. I should hold my, my tweet until later, and I'm glad I did. But this match still was phenomenal, um, and a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I, I, I've never been a gigantic Adam Cole guy, but, you know, I don't see anything wrong with it. I, I think he's a lot better on the mic than he is in the ring, but that's because he's really charismatic. Um, but this match really sold something for me. Like there was a lot of cool stuff. The, the, the extreme rules part of it really added a lot to the match for me. There was this amazing part, like only like real performers with that kind of charisma add so much to matches like this when black and, and Cole are facing off with kendo sticks and black says, you know what? I don't need this. And Cole's face is like, Oh, you are so stupid. <laughs> like, that's great. What a great thing for that heel to feel in that moment. Like, uh, you're giving me an advantage? I'm going to take it. And that was great. Um, your your, <laughs> your uh, assessment of the um, uh, fireman's carry to the uh, two spines of the chair. or that's like, a dumb spot. It's, it's the, um, the AA, or in this case, the ah, ah. <laughs> Because that's what that was. <laughs> that's that was one of the most painful spots I've I've ever oh seen. Like that was horrifying. God. And I mean, Chris Jericho just said in a Q and A that the one winged angel that he took, like on the edge of a chair, was the worst. And this one is a chair not flattened at all. Oh. Rough. Anna, uh, what did you think of this match? And where do you think that that each man respectively goes from here? I would be so happy if this continues and it gets. Alistair Black somehow involved with Sanity up against these guys and it becomes a three-on-three if um, <laughs> if Wolf is still recovering. Um, I love this. And having the added level of Extreme Rules, just it was like a whole new ballpark opened up to them with all these new little gadgets and fun stuff that they can play with to try and kill each other. And it was fantastic. Um, I do like Adam Cole a lot. Part of me kind of hopes that the Young Bucks were watching somewhere, sitting on cross fingers, hoping for the best for him. Um, And I I also love Alistair Black a lot. And so as enjoyable as this was, there were certain points like the chair spot, um, like him, Cole breaking his tailbone on that ladder and sliding down, and the kendo stick right to Alistair Black's liver, the shit spot. Uh, it was kind of hard to watch, but I, at the same time, I loved it. So I feel conflicted within myself as to what kind of person I am. Um, basically, at the end of the day, I want more of this. I want to see these guys face off again and again. Really liked and that's it. That's cool to the head. <laughs> oh, that was straight to his head. That was no masking. That mm, yep. <laughs> On a show like this, when this, in my opinion, is like the fourth best match that tells you how good this show is, because this was an exceptional match. An exceptional match. Very interested to find out what happens with an Aleister Black moving forward. I, I don't think Undisputed Era is going anywhere because they had the tag team titles. So, Well, there's so many guys for the Undisputed Era to feud with. Yeah, and I I love that it, it that they always have that damned numbers game that they can pull out whenever they need to. Uh, and what I loved about this was the the extreme rules allowed sanity to get involved and be on this takeover, so we don't forget about them because th- they should be next in line for uh, for undisputed era to feud with. Yeah, people on the main roster are going to have to step it up eventually, or they're. We're just going to reach a point where virtually everybody there is going to have to be supremely talented in some manner. Now, there's always the talking point of, will the main roster show up and show up? They they don't have the chance. There are two-hour-long battle royals on that show tomorrow. They don't have that opportunity. Nope. I mean, the Royal Rumble is what it is. Yep. Main event, NXT Championship, Andrade Cien Almas defeated Johnny Gargano to retain the championship. Uh, I'll go ahead and spoil it for you guys since uh, it's already up at Fightful.com. I think last year, maybe, I gave one match a 10 out of 10. Earlier this year, I gave Jericho Omega a 10 out of 10. 
This one got a 10 out of 10, and if I could go above that, I probably would. This was one of the best pro wrestling matches I've ever seen. Maybe the best match in NXT history. There are you know, three or four that really stand out. DIY Revival, Sasha Banks and Bayley in Brooklyn, uh, Zayn and Nakamura. But this one I think is right up there. We'll start off with the entrances. Andrade Cien Almas busting out the La Sombra mask. And had the band. That was very cool. That was a nice touch, a nice uh, homage to his past. Did you think, Anna, that Tommaso Ciampa was wearing a mask? Um, Italo Santana on Twitter actually tweeted, I bet Ciampa is in one of the band. I really wish that was the case. (laughs) He had like a, a trombone disguised as a or a crutch disguised just, that, as a just slowly yeah yeah you see the eyes underneath yeah i thought he was hiding in that trunk next to the uh announce table all night long it was gonna pop out at the end of the night a lot of people were speculating because there was a monitor underneath the ring that that was that gargano was or that champa was under there the entire time so there were a lot of people like kind of speculating in that regard but, I mean, I think that that might have something to do with the uh, ring apron they do, too, the LED and stuff like that. There's some chain wrestling that starts this off. Then there's a series on the apron of avoided attacks that ends in Gargano eating the floor on a somersault senton attempt. Ouch. Here was, like, my only issue with Percy Watson's commentary. He gets super pissy about almost doing the thing where he, like, spiders into the ropes. And he's like, look, he can't do that. And I was like, man, you just, he just countered an Irish whip. Like, I wish I could do that. Get over it. Gargano gets really fired up with his strikes and then hits a flying, swinging flatliner. Almost fights back after a slingshot spear and hits a really good reverse powerbomb. Then this spinning back elbow that I've loved that he has adopted. It just, it just looks good every time he does it. It almost gets three. Then a Gargano super kick almost gets three. And... We haven't even gotten into it yet. Mm. Goes really crazy. Gargano hits a corner super kick, then almost flips out of a sunset flip powerbomb, gets the knees in the corner. A series of counters, leave both struggling to get up. And that, that series in particular, one of the best I've seen all year so far. We keep going. Slingshot apron DDT, lawn dart, which I think is one of the coolest moves around. Another super kick almost gets it done for Gargano. And at this point, I'm thinking like, all right, I saw one of their matches live. So I know they're capable of this. I saw another one on a takeover. And I'm still blown away. And I'm still like, I can't believe it's this good. By the end, and, and we'll keep going as, as it goes along. Alex, at what point did you realize this was going to be like something like all-time special? Um, I don't know, man. It was like one of those things I was watching. I was like, can I can I get a fight forever chant here, people? Because that's what I'm thinking at home. And then I think it went on another ten minutes, like, and and it didn't stop. And I was watching it going. Now, oh, I see what spot they're setting up because I've watched their two matches before, and they were setting it up. But then they didn't do the spot; they did a counter to the spot because they knew we had seen those spots before. Like, all their greatest hits were there, but they were done in a different way. The The addition of Candlest LeRae to counter Zelina Vega was one of the coolest things of the night. Um, there's uh, this match. I mean, by, by the end, I was watching, I was like, this is, there's no way this isn't match of the year. Then two minutes later, I was like, there's no way this isn't match of the decade. Like, what, what, what tops this? Like, and a lot of it is because, for me, I don't even know if it's the best match in NXT history. I mean, I know it is. But maybe it isn't simply because I don't know why these these two guys don't have like a burning hatred for each other, or there's not a, a history like Bailey and Sasha had. Like they had a history that allowed that match to be so much more cathartic. This one is just Gar- Johnny Gargano wanting his title and and having lost already twice to Almas and just giving it his all in front of in front of the, the front of the crowd that he came up with in the Indies. Like there's a lot to this, but then, but God, it really is like it's in ring. There's there's nothing like it that I've ever seen. My God, my God, this match. <laughs> so there is this just crazy stomp 
to the outside, more double knees. Organa with another super kick to Almas, and then hits a spike reverse Rana. As my wife watched it, she goes, <laughs> well, she gasped like six times during this match. She goes, was he supposed to land like that? Is he okay? <laughs> I was like, I don't know, but I mean, he's up. Gargano escape, but then Zelina sends Gargano into the post. Hammerlock DDT and Gargano kicks out. At this point, Gargano has been battling like this bloody dry mouth for like 72 minutes. It seems like Zelina tries to get involved, but Candice LeRae beats her ass something real proper, real proper. Uh, My wife, like flipped out for this. She loved it. She was waiting for it the whole time. Candace LeRae is into the fold. We all kind of saw it coming, Anna, but uh, how do you think that Candace fits in moving forward? Do you think we're going to get a mixed tag or not in light of what happened later? I really hope we get a mixed tag. Was it last show? Yeah, it was the last show that I, I wanted that to happen. And it looks like we're finally getting it. It looks like we're finally getting Zelina in ring. And Candice is going to go straight on to NXT TV, hopefully. That was just so cathartic. And it kind of made me so freaking angry as well. If you heard Sonny's comments this past week over Candice and Bailey's appearances about them being too ugly for Are you serious? I want to punch her in the face. That's that's official. Um, That woman will do anything that she can to make a headline. Like, that's it. That's that's all she cares about. Like, I will say one thing about their appearance, and they're both freaking gorgeous, and that's it. Um, But that did come to mind when I was watching this, unfortunately, because that was one of the last things I'd read about um, Candice before watching this. Um, The match in general, I stopped taking notes. (laughs) It was that... uh, I woke up my neighbors. I know I could hear everything here. I'm sure they came home at 4 a.m. and they're going to be pissed at me. Um, But going off what Alex said in terms of storytelling, I would kind of disagree because it it has mainly been Gargano's journey, but at the same time, it's a three-person act. Um, This was set up a long time ago, whether or not they had this particular finish in mind um, with – Andrade doing the sleeping around thing and then Zelina coming in and then, you know, with the DIY and Zelina with the DIY t-shirt, which was kind of the start of this feud, which has been going for quite a while. Um, And we haven't really had, actually, no, we've had quite a few, maybe not face-to-face promos. We've had a few in ring, but mainly Zelina calling him out. Um, But I think the build the build was sufficient enough for this and hats off to all of them because they got this over tenfold. Johnny Gargano is just the full package while being shorter than Vince would want and all that kind of stuff. He, he still manages to be the full package. He is the best baby face that they could have asked for. And now with the ending that we got, I'll let you talk. So as as the match winds down, almost had Gargano on the apron, hits knees to them on the post, and the draping DDT wins it. Alex, am I alone in thinking this is the greatest match in NXT history? There were a few more that I mentioned. I had some jabroni on Twitter come at me and say recency bias. I think I watch enough wrestling per week, all of us do, to kind of throw that out the window. When it's When it's good, it's good. When it's not, it's not. This was top of the heap in NXT and history, in my opinion. Um, I won't, I'll never argue against it. Um, the one that, one that comes to mind, uh, as, as a counter is, uh, Zayn Nakamura, mm-hmm. but we all knew what that was. That was Zayn's farewell and Nakamura's debut. So we knew how it was going to end. This is different. We had this, this was the, the false finishes. My God, in this match, and I, honestly, you had me believing anything could happen. Um, uh, the, the thing about this that I loved is I'm watching this going, man, this isn't even the real feud for Johnny Gargano. Like, the real shit starts later, and you know, as a point of pride, those two, Gargano and Ciampa, are going to use this as motivation to put on a match better than this. After the match, Tommaso Ciampa comes out, 
Hits Gargano with a crutch. It was very simple. As we mentioned in the Fightful Wrestling Weekly, last month, they were keeping very, very, very quiet about his impending return. That's it. That's the that's one of them. And Ciampo, Gargano, or Ciampa, Gargano, and you got to imagine it's going to be headlining or at least a premier match, NXT TakeOver Weekend at WrestleMania. Doesn't even need the title. It is just such a... Like, usually, almost everybody, when they come back, gets a pop. They booed Ciampa. They were like, you son of a bitch. You did that to Johnny. Mm-hmm. That That is good. And I think that even the people who were happy to see Ciampa back almost wanted to do the program justice, and they were like, no, we got to boo him. Mm-hmm. We got to boo him. Phenomenal. Phenomenal stuff. Anna, your, your thoughts on the, the Ciampa return? WrestleMania weekend, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, we knew it was coming. And even with the logo coming up at the end, after last time, they weren't going to get me again. again. (laughs) No, they weren't going to get me again. I could hear (laughs) the crowd screaming before I could see him. And then I kind of flipped out. And then Candice was just the perfect addition to that at the end. He probably did genuinely make his um, his back bleed but just having her there going oh my god oh your, your back's bleeding uh it was so this is the ride that just keeps on giving this is like space mountain on crack it's so good i can't wait i was kind of hoping he would shove candace like no. a little bit yeah i mean I like know. what just to like really establish that's too much this is, is between him and much. johnny it's too Chris much Jericho punched Shawn Michaels yeah, wife that's in the a mouth. Different, that's a, a different, different setup than this. Uh, well, era as well, but this is a different setup. This is you could see it in Tommaso's eyes. He was yeah. just burning a hole in the back of his head. Yeah, but that's he looks at Kit Kat bars that way. Like <laughs> anything he looks at, yeah. like just a laser goes through it. I... Yeah, and when he's going for a Kit Kat, he's not also going for a Tim Tam. So there you go. What the hell's that mean? I can't believe you don't know what it is. I know what it is. I just don't know what the hell it has to do with him shoving candles to Ray. Um, Laser focus. He hasn't shaved since he left. He hasn't trimmed that beard. It's all bushy. <laughs> uh, he's got a new shirt. That's that's the crazy bushy beard. It says Blackheart, and on the back it says, "This is my moment." Like it's he's he's here. Like here's the thing. Here's the thing I love about this. Johnny Gargano is the best baby face they have on the roster in any brand. Uh, undoubtedly. And Tommaso Ciampa has the potential to be the best heel. Like the guy that you boo, even though you know how good he is, you just hate his guts. Uh, he, he's, wearing, he's wearing the big knee brace and, and, and the camo pants. Like he's, he's Travis Bickle from Taxi Driver. Like this guy's unhinged. Like you say he's burning a hole in Johnny. I feel like he's looking at him with these dead eyes, like th- there's nothing left inside him. Like that's there's so much you can do with this feud. Yes, yes. To answer your question, Sean, this has to be your marquee match at Mania Weekend. The fact he's still wearing the knee brace has me concerned, but I think they're just playing it up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I, 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 I want this guy to be a hundred percent because I want these two dudes to go forty five minutes. I want it to just be the greatest thing we've ever seen. And I know that as a point of pride, these two guys want that too. And I'm so excited for this feud. Some match times for you. Gargano and Almas went 32 and a half minutes. Black and Cole, 22. Ember Moon and Baszler went 10. Dream and Ono went 10.45. Undisputed Era, Authors of Pain went 14.50. Uh, before we go, I wanted to tell you all a little bit about New Japan beginning in Sapporo. We were going to do live coverage tonight too, but uh, something came up, and unfortunately we'll, we'll have quick results, but I will talk a little bit about it on the Royal Rumble show as well. Elgin Kitamura, this was basic Kitamura. They're trying to get over, and whenever I look at him, I am concerned because he has traps growing out of his ears. Tanahashi and Suzuki, that is a must-watch. If you don't want any spoilers, better click off now. Suzuki won the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, and man, he tore, Tana- tore Tanahashi's knee apart. The, the story going into this has been that Suzuki like obsesses over winning with the same move every time, that gotch-style pile driver, and he had it won, 
But then he just wanted to tear Tanahashi's knee up. And Tanahashi's been beat up for a while. So I wondered how this match would go. I didn't have any doubts that they would deliver in this main event slot because it was an important one. But they really stepped it up. A really old Suzuki who hasn't slowed down and a really beat up Tanahashi had an awesome match that on any other weekend you would hear the wrestling world just raving about. But because of NXT TakeOver tonight and almost Gargano, it may be forgotten a little bit. Uh, the match eventually ended in a ref stoppage, which is a nice way to get the belt off of Tanahashi without having him pinned or actually submitted. Got to wonder about the Jay White thing, though, because they brought him in. They brought had a bunch of vignettes, and he, he lost. And then his team lost last night. He did get some heat back on Kenny Omega, and uh, they'll work against each other very soon. So you, you got that one. Uh, the Elite Bullet Club dynamic is very interesting to me because Tama Tonga has been very quiet throughout this whole situation with Cody, Kenny Omega, and you've got Cody battling Kota Ibushi. And Kota Ibushi's friends with Kenny Omega. There, I would imagine there was a major splinter happening. And I wouldn't doubt that they integrate the all-in show as well. But there's some decent stuff on the uh, New Japan, New Beginning, and Sapporo show. But the Tanahashi-Suzuki match is a must-watch in my opinion. I have match ratings for some of the main matches up there. And uh, maybe soon we'll be able to dedicate a little more time to it. But we're running out here on this NXT TakeOver show. Anna, I want your thoughts on this show as a whole. I mean, gosh, it I, I always like to ask what like years down the line will pop out and you will remember, but I mean, I think we would all be in agreement there. What maybe surprised you on this show that you didn't expect to to be so good or to stand out? Honestly, I didn't expect the championship match to be what it was. This was I mean We've spoken about this before. The championship matches tend to be slower paced on the NXT takeovers. Um, the last one was probably the best one we've had in a while. This was just, this was in a different field, let alone them hitting it out of the ballpark. They were like across town territory. Um, and the Extreme Rules match, I think, as well. Uh, you know, maybe years from now we won't remember it, but this is definitely one on the map, I would say. Um, yeah, there's NXT championship matches in recent years. It's been like Drew McIntyre, who can work a really fast style, but, I mean, he had been working with Bobby Roode, who does not ever work that. A Shinsuke Nakamura that, oh, depending on what end of the bed he rolls out of, what kind of Nakamura you'll get these days. Samoa Joe, who also can work that style, but often caters to what his opponent does, and they'll slow it down and be more methodical. Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, who weren't really working that as much in NXT. So, yeah, this was an opportunity for this championship to really shine and to take all the attention. And that ain't easy to do with the matches we had tonight. So that's that's incredibly impressive. Alex, uh, same question posed to you. Uh, I'm We're going to look at this as not as – look back on this and think – Man, this was an amazing match, and it was the start of matches better than it. I, I have no doubt that this is the this is the best match in NXT, and it and in a year you won't be able to say that this tonight was the best match in NXT because things will surpass it because they've gotten past the era of the Triple H style of main event. Yeah. Where you have Bobby Roode working somebody's limb, and it's just you like let's twenty five minutes of good solid limb work, and no 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 now we're gonna do thirty two minutes of crazy amazing in ring psychology and false finishes and just telling a story that that like the idea that you have guys on the roster now like Almas who's, who's still champ like Gargano, like Ciampa, like Ricochet now, like Aleister Black. You have all these people that you can that can go out and they're going to take, I believe, all these guys take tonight and they say, that was amazing, I'm going to top that. And when you have guys of that caliber seeing that and saying that, my God, what we're in for. NXT is is absolutely the best promotion to me on the planet, and I cannot wait to see where they go from here. Even though we're a little over time, I was talking to Shane Helms the other day, and I was like, 
I, I what happened is I found a copy of Here Comes the Pain in an old PS2 the other day, and I looked at that roster, hmm. and I was like, my God, there's like, just look back at their 2003 2004 roster. It was stupid, just stupid. And I'm like, I wonder how different the business would be if there was an NXT back then. And he said, well, they they didn't give a shit about the NXT style guys back then. They wanted those big, big dudes. But if that mindset was around back then, I wonder just how different this wrestling landscape would be and how many people, like how much sooner an AJ Styles would have come along. And NXT is such a valuable, just so valuable, because I think that eventually the the, the smaller crowd will reflect the interests of the bigger crowd. That's why when people, a lot of times they'll say, well, what does the casual fan want? I was like, well, by and large, I would imagine they would want what the people that actually show up to watch wrestling and enjoy wrestling would also want. Who knows? Casual fan at the moment. Sorry, the casual fan at the moment is switching on for the big events and turning off straight away. So what what are people paying money to see? What are the people that really like wrestling paying to see? Well, chances are. If that's why they like wrestling, that might make somebody else like wrestling. The casual fan probably wants exciting things on their television. Yeah. You know? Guys, of course, we have a post-Royal Rumble show over at Fightful.com tomorrow night. Uh, You can subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Libsyn. I think we're on Spotify, even Google Play. We're everywhere. Leave us a thumbs up. That really helps. If you listen on iTunes, rate, review, let people know about it. Share share the link, all that good stuff. It really helps. Visit Fightful.com for all your MMA, pro wrestling, boxing news needs. Uh, maybe you're new to it. Some of the things we do different, we write about some of the bigger stories. But if there are smaller stories, we compile them at the beginning and end of the day for a fight size update. That way you're not clicking on a million different things. We've got tons of great podcasts every week with uh, exclusive guests from the worlds of wrestling and MMA all kinds of cool stuff. I think I'm going to do a UFC Charlotte wrap-up that should go about 15, 20 minutes maybe soon. So watch out for that. You all can follow Anna Bauer at Anna Bauer? Yes. Hot dog. You can follow Alex at Pawlowski space the fourth <laughs> on Twitter. You can follow me at Sean Ross at follow us cross-platform at Fightful Online. Thank you guys so much. Until next time, we are out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.